What's going on, everybody? My name's Dallas. You're listening to Vic Food Stories, and this is the podcast where we talk about food in and around Victoria, British Columbia. I was thinking about a new way that I could try and do some um, try and do some conversations or something because I don't want to do the actual um, podcast over Zoom. And I've been really, really thinking about the fact that support local right now is more important than ever. It's, it's never been this important. Um, I wasn't worried about places closing in Victoria that much uh, up until about three weeks ago. And it's really started to really, really get to me. So I've been out trying to go to as many places as I can, support as much as I can. But I thought this was maybe an opportunity where I could talk to people in hospitality that own restaurants, maybe manage restaurants, and uh, sort of get their take on things. So we're giving this a shot. First one here, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. First time inviting somebody. Oh, look at that. We're live. We're, live. we're good? Yeah, man. How are you guys doing? We're good, brother. How are you? Doing well. How's the eggnog? It's good. I, I've had three, and uh, yeah, we're on to the beers here. You got the coconut. Yeah, it's the best. Local. Local. <laughs> <laughs> what what's the uh what's the combination for the rum and eggnog what's what's the sort of the ratio for that i go about uh four parts rum one part eggnog it's quite thick. <laughs> yeah. so i reverse the uh i reverse engineer uh caesars and rum and eggnogs i like more booze than the mixer that's awesome because uh, actually, well? our bar guy at chinatown right now is doing a uh he's doing a bourbon eggnog where he just takes a whole egg and he it's delicious. You'll have to have it if you come in this weekend. Really? Yeah, I'll be there on Saturday. Sweet. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to have that then. That's dope. I'm looking forward to that. Do you drink much, Dallas? Not really. I mean, no. if there's a reason to, I will. But, like, by default, I've just... It was never in my house when I grew up. There was no alcohol. Right. So it's not something that I was ever around. So it is for me, it's kind of foreign. But now, I think, with my evolution with food, I'm kind of getting a real appreciation for it and using it sort of as a tool to enhance food. Right. The pairing aspect of it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing right. when you like when you have like a wine pairing or whatever dinner, what it does to the food. It like elevates it like crazy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Brian's been doing a really good job down at uh, Chinatown. He's, uh, the bar program is awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see it because I haven't been in there since everything happened since he got here. Yeah, yeah so you'll be coming in Saturday. You can uh, give it a shot. He's got, we've got a good sized menu, but it's also like, hey, Brian, make, make me whatever. You know, maybe dealer's choice, make whatever you want. It always turns out to be a really nice, uh, really good drink. Omakase style. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I I wanted to just sort of, on a different tip on this, sort of just talk about COVID and how things are going in the city, basically, and how you guys are doing. I want to check in with people and really get an understanding of, like, where you think things are at, where you guys are at, what's going on. So how would you say... How are things going for the village right now, would you say? Um, I'd say that it's it's a year, obviously, unlike any other. I mean, we, uh, we're we hanging in there. Um, definitely, I feel like, uh, and I, I think this sentiment's probably echoed in the, in the industry that uh, when Dr. Bonnie uh, kind of announced that last uh, new set of rules where you couldn't eat out with anyone except your like immediate bubble, uh, we definitely saw quite a decrease in, uh, in activity. Uh, almost that day, we, we saw sales uh, drop pretty significantly. Um, so 
but you know, so we just uh, we focused a lot on the Christmas kind of kits and uh, the stuff that we were already doing, and uh, we're kind of just looked at, went to the drawing board and just realized that we weren't going to have that same kind of Christmas rush this year that we we're normally used to. Um, and in a weird way, it's been a bit, a bit of a blessing. We're actually going to be closed from Christmas until January the 5th. Yeah. So uh, we were able to kind of um, make a decision collectively and give our people kind of the gift of not having to rush back after Christmas with their families. And I'd say, you know, 80% of the people that work for us, we, we probably haven't had that ever. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, so, what's that normally look fun. like? Are you normally yeah. open on Boxing Day? No, we're, we're going to close straight through. So from Christmas Day but onwards. Like in a normal year, like last year. Yeah, we're right back at it on Boxing Day. Yeah. Yeah. Boxing Day is one of the busiest days. And that's the thing. Like that period from... It's like December 15th onwards almost. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's heavy, man. And uh, on top of it, we squeeze, uh, squeeze a lot of group bookings in and then try to squeeze your own family in and then post your own family on Christmas. To be honest, um, you know, no one ever wishes for this, but sometimes there is a bit of a silver lining with all of this stuff. And I saw the Zambri's crew is uh, uh, doing a similar thing today where they're they're shut down through the holidays as well. And yeah, I, I bet you Peter Zambri has never, <laughs> never had a Christmas holiday to, you know, he's never had New Year's, I would imagine. You know, he, uh, that team's been going nonstop since, uh, since even through the pandemic, you know, they were doing pizzas and they, they've been, they've been battling hard. So, to see some other guys uh, on on that bus and see see some of the real hospitality guys kind of get a bit of a break and uh, call it a bit of a ceasefire through the holidays here is uh, we're looking forward to it for sure. Because like so for like the winter break, how does the winter? Because I don't really know that much about the business aspect of restaurants. Like I'm starting to pick up on it a little bit as time goes on, but like during the winter, what's the typical trend for at least for you guys or in restaurants in general? What sort of happens? Is it just like that two week period? At the yeah, end of the I'd say, I'd say October, November is kind of the shoulder season from typically, hopefully, a, a fairly strong summer where, you know, with tourism and everything, you've got a bit of a nest egg. And then uh, you kind of break even, maybe give a bit back in November. And then when you get back in November, you kind of uh, get a bit of a rush there through Christmas, um, you know, with, with groups and whatnot. And then, uh, yeah, January and uh, February is usually a pretty good kick in the balls, right? Yeah, the first first <laughs> week of January is like when people are still yeah. off. It's, it's still all right. It's, it's okay, just, yeah. Like December 15th and January 5th. It's kind of like when the, the students are off and families, you know, make the time. That, those, the, those periods are all right, but then it definitely, like, that second week of January is just like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and especially, I mean, our, our uh, neighborhood locations are a little different than the downtown location because, you know, have a pretty loyal following in the neighborhoods and there's a lot of families that that uh that are able to come during that Monday to Friday 9 a.m to noon time but uh yeah Chinatown being a little bit newer too we're still building the clientele down there so but yeah I think typically landscape uh January February no one no one in the hospitality business expects to do too much no and uh usually things kind of pick up and get a little bit better in March and then and then kind of go from there so um usually kind of three to four months of of um not pain, but it's it's a it's a bit quiet, and obviously, you know, COVID probably picked the the absolute worst time. You know, like had it had it shut us down in November after summer, um, you know, it would have been a lot different. I think than March. I think uh, March is typically when you kind of start, you know, getting getting out of the hole, so to speak, and yeah. you typically keep on people uh, and and weather the storm, so to speak, through January, February to get to March, April, May, 
It's like um, spring break, and that's when it's totally. Yeah. And, and even weather, right? Like our seating capacity gets reduced in the uh, in the winter time, uh, like like everyone's does. We don't have our patios, and sun sun brings people, right? And uh, I think that's a huge part of it too. It's weather. Um, so when it's soft and raining, like I know on Sunday, this last Sunday, we had a really slow Sunday, um, just out of uh, you know it was raining sideways. No one's going out, and and, we, and I get it. You know, I I feel the same. You know, it's warm at home with my family and. With all the restrictions in place right now, um, it, it does make sense to uh, bunker down a bit. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's just, I guess. So when I've been talking to places, they've all sort of mentioned that like fifty percent drop off. Like oh, yeah. it almost seems like they were at fifty percent of normal, but now in the past three weeks, it's been a fifty percent drop from there. Yeah, yeah. and so like, that's good. And that's what started like, to really worry me, though. That's where I started getting worried about places because not everyone's going to go out there and start like saying, "Hey, we're in trouble." Yeah, well, and like and like blue chip places too, like uh, like Fernwood Pub and stuff. You know, like it's like my buddy Mike. Um, he he hasn't seen it this quiet, and he's huge into Christmas parties, right? Um, and so he said this year it's 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 an awakening that you know it's it does it does it has been really quiet. Um, but I don't know. But for the most part, though, I still like people are still out there supporting and. Um, you know, Victoria is, is incredible for, for how well we're supported throughout this whole thing from right from March, right until now. Like I saw today outside Bungalow, there was like a 12 deep lineup of people waiting patiently in line six feet apart to go into this little retail shop to, to just buy, you know, Christmas wares. And, um, I see Susanna, Ruth and Dean, she's, she's been fairly busy and, uh, I, I think people are act like they are really stepping up. Like even for us, like we've seen a lot of people just buying GCs like crazy, yeah. and uh, it's it's amazing. And uh, we 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 can like we feel very grateful for the support, which is why it does hurt us to kind of close down for a couple of weeks. But uh, but ultimately, I think for us, we had to kind of uh, look at look at our own people and, and what what they're dealing with and uh, on their side of things too. So um, they were all pretty good with the decision financially so we were able to kind of take a bit of a break but um yeah, yeah well that's a big move for five locations to all shut down yeah yeah but um, I, I think that that goes in line like when you're when you're thinking about your employees and having some time off at the end of a tough year like you that one lady you, that you brought on the team that you told me about when we did the podcast that was sort of um Odell. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like that—that that falls in line, I think, with you bringing her on the team. And for people that don't know who she is or what she does, can you sort of explain what she does for the five locations? Yeah, she—we uh, we hired her basically. We were looking as uh, for an HR manager, and I think our definition of an HR manager early on was different than what she's turned it into. But basically, her her role is people and culture, and so she deals with you know all the HR issues, whether it's hiring, onboarding, firing, all all that. Um, but she's she's got a background in coaching, and she's really been a good resource for all of the, the entire team, including us. Like honestly, we went through a really tough year with all this, and like to have somebody on our team that can coach us and mentor us through this and give us the right guidance. Way smarter than us. Way smarter. <laughs> way smarter. Yeah. And, and it, like I mean, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. I don't think. By no means was this an easy year, but it she made it a lot easier and, and organized our thoughts and organized our plans a lot more than we would have because we, you know, it was it was a lot of adjusting, a lot of pivoting, and a lot of you know cr- creating a new concept for what we do. And she definitely helped us along the way. So she's more than just your traditional hiring and firing HR manager. 
Yeah, I guess this year too, Dallas, like for our decision was, it was easier, I think for us, because um, we, we only, we closed two days a week at three of them already. And then we were going to close, we always close Christmas. We always close New Year's Day. So for the three locations in the neighborhoods, we technically only miss six business days. Okay. So it was kind of, you know what I mean? It wasn't like a full, it was, it was an ability to close like 12 days without actually being closed yeah. 12 days. And, um, and again, I also don't want to take away from uh, anyone out there that's still hustling and, and, and open and grinding and, and, you know, willing to, willing to serve everyone uh, in, in that time and take time away from their families. Like, I mean, like I said, we've really actually encouraged our own people. And I know for me, I, I'm going to be out there on the other side of the table, uh, supporting, yeah. supporting as many local businesses as I can. Um, and I'm, I've actually seen so many cool initiatives that's it's countless right now like everyone's doing their own meal kit and everyone's putting their own recipes out there and you know daniel's dropping different types of ice cream and it's like yeah tar's the one that like it's it's crazy to see the stuff that's going on i think israel just had a crazy drop of heritage corn and so it's just kind of uh to be able to kind of take a step back and, and turn the restaurants off so to speak for five days to have, you know not five days off five restaurants for a week or so to be able to kind of just ourselves take a step back and engage in all the amazing initiatives that are going around us i think uh, i'm looking forward to that a lot as myself yeah i mean it, it is amazing the city like you just uh said a bunch of things seeing people step up and, and evolve but i mean i mean and you guys are like paramount of that like the second COVID hits shutdown happens you guys are now like a grocery delivery service yeah i mean, I mean we had a lot of food that was going to go out <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we made a lot of promises i mean yeah. in all fairness it was uh it was just it just, it honestly happened really organically. It was, it was never a forced thing. And I think, I think actually our, our, our brothers and sisters in arms, like, you know, all the hospitality business, I think we're all realizing we can do that. Like I see the Ruby's yeah. got a Benny box going and I just think, Oh, thanks girls. Oh, oh, look, 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 look at this. Say hi guys. <laughs> hi. This is Dallas. You, you guys know Dallas, right? Dallas. Dallas can smell right now. I'm a cookie monster. I'd be devouring that whole thing. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. That reminded me the last time I saw them, I had my pizza pop. Remember the notes? I had it on the back of that pizza pop thing. Yeah. I got to say, Brian, like you've changed my life with that tip on the oven, doing them in the oven. Yeah. It's like pizza yeah. pops now are not a four minute thing. This yeah, is now yeah. a 22 minute investment. Got to let it cool down, then you eat it. Way better. Well, it's a little crispy on the outside. It's like, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, that got me through college. I got some yeah. tips for pierogies too, if you need them. Really? Oh yeah. College. Okay, well let's, let's to let everybody know. What's a pierogi tip? I partied my way through college. Okay. What's the pierogi tip? What's the pierogi tip? Well, I put on paprika at the very end. I turn the burner off. Add a little paprika. Toss some paprika. Yeah. And then always serve it with uh, sour cream and salsa on the side and fresh grated cheese on it. So the cheese kind of gets gooey on top. Ooh. I'm lactose intolerant, so it's my kind of cheat meal. <laughs> Yo, so when, when is the village going to have this? Um, What's that? What the pierogies? Yeah, do a pierogi style, brine style. No, actually, Yulia uh, at our um, S event, well, she's worked at all, every location. She's, uh, she's one of our aces in the hole for sure, but. She's Ukrainian. Yeah. And anyone that know that's been that knows Yulia definitely knows Yulia. She actually makes incredible pierogies. So 
hopefully we can twist her arm a little bit and uh, yeah, actually yeah, yeah and we can we can get some of that stuff going for sure crocheting on top of a big mound of rowies that's great that'd be dope but no yeah i definitely have seen in the city i think i and i, I can't compare versus other cities but it feels to me like people here are supporting more than 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 i think that i would even expect like people are going hard and supporting the places that they yeah. do love well you know so, so i've been spending a lot of time in chinatown and people are coming in from uh for lunch with bags of with uh you know just from local shops downtown and I always say, hey, thanks, you know, thanks for putting your money in the local economy here. And everybody's actually that I've said that to is like, this is the time to do it. We're all, all of our friends. It seems like there's definitely like an overall consensus of going out and supporting all these little small businesses. I mean, you got to feel bad for a lot of those small shops on, on government street and the tourist shops and the small little local mom and pop kind of, it's, it's a tough bill for sure. We've lost a lot of those, a lot of the dollars that go into that part of the, uh, the economy and just have it come around the city. So if we can help, you know, inject a little bit this time of year, uh, it's that kind of rest point before it gets real dark in January, February. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you asked me, I think the other night, Dallas, you were like, what can we do? To that was gonna be my next thing. What what can people do? Stuff? Like, I think people are doing it. Um, okay. Just keep doing what you're doing. And uh, we all we all really appreciate it. But I, I keep seeing like, there's a million examples even in my own head through our own order managers for all the different offerings that we have. They've all been tapped and, uh, you know, all of you out there kind of know who you are, but there's, <laughs> I don't want to start dropping names here, but there's people that are ordering our kits like every meal, you know, and uh, every time I drop it off to them or whatever, and I just thank them for their support. They're like, well, we got to eat. We might as well eat with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know we're a breakfast place, but, you know, they've been, it, like anything we're putting out there and, and even right down to my kids, like doing a, a fundraiser for Santa's Anonymous the other day, I think uh, with, with two days notice, they had uh, 40 families like all donating. And I think they ended up raising like a thousand bucks for Santa's Anonymous. I think Bailey, that's amazing. Uh, I think Bailey who did, um, what did she do? 3000 squats yeah. in, in the Lululemon window. She raised like 15 grand or something like that in one day for Santa's Anonymous. Right. So it's like, Definitely right now, uh, whoever's out there trying and uh, doing doing what they can, they definitely seems like they're getting rewarded mm -hmm. uh, uh, with what with what they're putting out there. Yeah. And, and the community is responding big time. I, I, we're, we're feeling super grateful, to be yeah. honest, uh, right now and, and lucky to, to be in the position that we're at, to be honest. How many meal kits are you guys up to now? Are we talking like kind of weekly? This total. Like do yeah. Uh, like how many? Like the the one that I had was amazing. Yeah, I think we're at we're at about seven or eight. We okay. uh, we kind of we've had to tone it down a little bit. Obviously, things are a little quiet right now, and, and the produce, you know, it's not as it's not as ample local as we'd like. Yeah. And uh, obviously, with us kind of coming to an end and closing for a couple of weeks, we kind of dialed things back. Um, we released a Christmas dinner that sold out. Yeah, really quick uh, with with almost uh, hardly any advertising, um, and then um, we've we've got some brunch kits available. Um, we've got the taco kits been going mental, man. Yeah, uh, it's that you know got that got that magic from Israel right now, and then our our own team just has has done such good accompaniments for it that uh, taco kits definitely the number it's one number one, number one sure. seller right now. Um, I'm surprised our breakfast kits or our brunch kits haven't 
sold as well. Um, I definitely know though, I think we're all the restaurants are still open right now. Plus I don't love the price point on it, but then I just realized how much like the ingredients that we actually are, are, are putting out for breakfast are, um, when you put them in kind of, uh, eggs and, and hollandaise and like a 250, uh, the, the price does get up there a little bit, but, uh, especially someone to cook it at home for themselves. But, yeah. uh, so I'm not, I guess I'm not that surprised, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, the, the offerings are there. Um, I think Chinatown, exciting one would actually, that we just launched today is uh, Chinatown's doing a turkey faux kit. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're excited about that. May, May's kind of like, uh, she's suspect of what it's going to actually taste like. So we may end up having to refund everyone when she comes <laughs> and does the taste test and she's not happy with what she tastes, but. I think it's going to be good because I think it's going to add a, a bit of a pungent kind of game flavor and kind of turn turn the heat up on flavor a little bit. And yeah, turkey uh, soup, chicken soup, they're both delicious. I love drink so, turkey gravy. Yeah, you know, it makes the best congee. So I, I'm I'm very hopeful and excited to uh, to uh, try it. For sure. Well, just the thought that you guys have at that location is insane. I mean, it's, so, for me, it's it's my personal favorite one that I've had in the city. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it would definitely like at first. We were kind of like, are people actually going to have this with a Benny? But yeah, come to we're definitely place. seeing a lot of people have it. And I think the way we're serving it and the way May, well, obviously May is also coming and tasting it every week and actually helping us, yeah. which is a huge part of it. But <laughs> I also think uh, it's chicken, right? And we're used to eating beef. And uh, so I think there's, it's it's just different than what people are uh, have had. It's also using good, good local birds. So um yeah, it's been uh, it's been it's been really good. It has that feedback on the phone is really good. We're gonna kind of hit light speed on that. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Chinatown's actually been uh, a really nice surprise um, with with how dead downtown is, and the fact that it's pretty much like a destination restaurant now. Like if you're going downtown to eat at Chinatown, you're probably preemptively planning it. Um, you know, we're getting a nice little lunch rush, and people seem to be um, really receptive to. The, the pods that we've kind of built. Yeah. Shout out Nowhere Restaurant. Yeah, we we're we're yeah. dinner with you that night. Um, they, they inspired us to be like, yeah, you know, like let's just give people some privacy and uh, not worry about plastic in the room. And um, people have been loving it too. You yeah. Know, it's funny because when we built them, I was thinking it kind of it takes away from that seeing everybody, you get a whole yeah. view of the restaurant, you feel the energy of the whole room. But obviously, with the landscape of everything now, people feel a lot more safe to be in their own. And so everyone that's watching that hasn't seen it, basically it's like we have dividers that go about this high behind our booth. So you get basically a whole private seating and it's uh, it's quite intimate actually. It's, it's great for it's great for brunch and at night it's awesome because you really get that, you know, you get to, to lock in on the person you're with. And, yeah, I'm excited to see that because I, I like at Nowhere, I do love the way they've done it, like floor to ceiling walls almost. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they went full on with it and I, I like having that. It's almost like your own restaurant. You can't see yeah. anyone else. And I, and I actually personally really like it. Well, what I realized that night when we ate together, Dallas, was like, it puts blinders on you in that room. Yeah. Sometimes when it's wide open and you're being seen and you're seeing other people, it, it does sometimes take away from the people that are right in front of you and the food. Yeah. And, and then every time, um, you know, every time a different person came to the table and talked about either the wine or the dessert, and I think every single staff member that night touched the table in, in some way and actually made made a connection with us and an impression on us. And uh, I think Brian and I really, like, we, we learned quite a bit that night. Not learned, but, like, we were really inspired by 
how they're doing things. That's and, the style um, of delivery. Totally. Yeah. And we're we're kind of that old school hospitality of uh, what they were doing really really inspired us to kind of really go for it with our own in our own way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, I love that. And I and like that for me, if I'm going out for dinner, I haven't gone to Chinatown yet, so I don't know how that ranks versus them. But I, like, I want to go to nowhere. Yeah, right. like, that, that's my spot. Yeah, but I am like, because when did when did dinner start at Chinatown? It was only like a month ago, wasn't it? Uh, probably about two months now. Okay. When was it? Yeah, start, start of start of October. Yeah, probably a couple months now. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm. Yeah, like yeah. the team, and honestly, like I don't think Brian and I can even sit here and take any credit, like. Bree, Brian, MJ, Chris Wan, Duskin, like the team that's there right now, they're they're working so well together and they and, and MJ, they've really pushed pushed things forward, even when maybe me and Brian didn't didn't believe a little bit with all the things that were going on. They've they've really surged ahead and um, and I like I, I couldn't be more proud and, and excited to see what they're gonna do with it next. And uh, we've got a lot of hope down there right now. And I think Chinatown as a whole's got a lot of hope. Yeah. cranking out tortillas in the middle of Fantan Alley there. We've got Tarn up the road. Swans is always going. Um, and Rain Dog just, Rain Dog just opened up. Like, yeah, Rain Dogs, I've heard, has amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. we're excited to yeah. check them out. I, 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 I love wine. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to definitely pop across there, hopefully, when we get some time off. I think Brian and I were talking about it today. But, yeah. uh, no, it's cool, man. Chinatown, um, you know, it's got a special place in my heart. I, I, I literally grew up kind of playing on those streets when my dad would, you know, the uncles and dad would be, you know, smoking and having their beer after dim sum or whatever. We'd go run the streets and go in a little Fantan Cafe shop and pick up little, like, firecracker things. And right. I remember playing there. And so now, like, to even just get to be a part of it in, in some way um, and, and hopefully a bit of a a rebirth to draw people down there um, is fantastic. Like I'm, I'm hoping Israel stays in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I've actually was contacted by, uh, I don't know if Israel's connected with the guy, but there's a new restaurant space coming up that's actually attached to the courtyard that Tarn was doing her pop-up in. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, so Robert Fung from the Salient Group uh, reached out to me the other day, letting me know, and I think they're actually using that space for the next... I want to say for the next couple of months, like the, the, I think the Chinese Benevolent Society of Chinatown and Robert uh, Salient Group are going to do like a pop-up kind of like Chinese history of Victoria kind of like museum type thing in there. And then after that, he's got plans to uh, potentially turn that into a restaurant. So love to see Mays <laughs> set up there because I think Israel wants a window and I, I hope he might be watching here right now but that, that, i think that'd be a that'd be an incredible yeah. fist in the neighborhood and uh, that's sick i didn't even yeah. but you know it's not just and it's not just that it's like uh my like uh have you ever been to that uh, place for uh the cured meats and stuff that are hanging uh next to fizzgard market it's like um i've seen it i have not been in it's yeah like for some reason it just fell off my radar over the years like i usually go get my roast duck from sampan or wally Yun, but these guys have been around like forever, you know, just, and all they do is like Chinese barbecue meats, you know? And, uh, my mom brought me over a little package the other day of some roast pork from them. And I was like, Holy shit. Like unbelievable. And, uh, Ken actually from Fizzgard market has been helping us a lot too. So we definitely don't want to like, 
you know, leave out the, the, the OGs of Chinatown, so to speak, like Alex and May over at Walla Yoon and uh, even the Wongs at, 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 at Gongies there. But Chinatown now, like, I think it's, there's there's some fresh energy. Yeah, and, still, and, and, and I can't, can't have to get Larry at Ocean Garden there, of course. But, uh, and, uh, yeah, and then Mark's up at Brasserie there. So, like, it's got a really cool, like, it's got a, it's got a really cool thing going right now. And, yeah, uh, I've, I've actually never been to Brasserie still. You've never been to Brasserie? No, which is crazy. That is ins- that is insane. I, yeah. I don't think he's yeah, he's busy, man. Uh, and they, again, it goes to show like he's he's in control, but like people have come out to support him, and he's busy. And it's just good to see kind of the the blue chip. Like I called him, just like the you know the guys that have been around. They've been doing it for a long time. Um, they're people are supporting them. I feel the most, you know, and. And that's really nice to see. Like, it's nice to see all, all everyone up, up, up and comers, but to see people like supporting like uh, long-term businesses is, uh, is, is really good to see. For sure. Well, that's super important. Like when you have those pillars of Victoria, the culinary scene here, it's important they stick around. Yeah. yeah you need that continuation of someone that knows what it was like before. Exactly. And actually right before we started this, I saw that Dragon's Gate closed down after 27 years. Which one? The uh, Dragon's Gate. The one at um, oh, right by I think they're back up and running. No, they, they closed. The Mo just put in the hos- in the hospitality group that they closed today. Today, just announced. No way! Because I literally saw people waiting outside for takeout there like two nights ago. Yeah, it, it just he posted it ten minutes before I went live here. Uh, which is no uh, it's, but it was crazy to see that. Well, we are going to see some of that. And yeah. uh, it's, it's super shitty, um, yeah. but it's, it is, it is going to happen. I also think that this industry too, like sometimes we as restaurant people, like, you know, we're, we're happy to take some punishment <laughs> and sometimes you kind of need that thing to kind of push you along off to the next thing. And, and that next thing might actually be greener pasture for you. Right. So, um, you know, uh, I wish, I wish anyone that's, that's, that's not going to see it through. It's, you know, it's, I wish them all the best, but yeah, unfortunately, I think some of that is going to happen. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And you, and you nailed it, Dallas. Like we get to, we get to vote who stays. Yeah. Right. So, um, and, and people are voting right now. Um, yeah. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. I can, I can, can get in the other night. And, uh, when, when do you guys think stuff sort of goes back to normal? How long do you think that is? I mean, in what sense, from yeah. from like restaurants being opened up, or the psychology of humans? <laughs> Not the psychology. The side that's going to take a long, long time. Yeah. But the, I th- I think like the point where we could just go back, like in a movie theater, maybe like kind of how we used to. Well, I don't know. It would be. I mean, in a per- it would be nice for this upcoming spring and summer. I yeah. Mean, that would be, be fingers crossed in a perfect world. I think that would be ideal. You know, all this rollout of the vaccine works great, and I think it's going to be a it's going to be like that a bit, Dallas. Yeah, like I don't yeah. think it's going to be this like vaccine and we're good. Yeah. It's, uh we're probably going to get a bit of respite this spring summer, and I think there's going to be uh, an opportunity again, and then hopefully, uh, hopefully, government kind of uh, co- you know cooperates with us a bit here and allows the patios to continue and all the advantages we've been given. If they open things back up this summer, hopefully they allow us to capitalize on those advantages like i i, I know our good friends there at hide and seek finally got their patio 
they finally got allowed to build their patio and like now it's December. So I'm hoping that Jamie and Jesse get uh, at least a season coming up out of that. Um, but I, I do think it's going to come back and forth in waves of it. And we haven't really seen what, what's going to happen with the vaccine. So yeah. we're kind of, um, we're definitely going to keep the, uh, take out and, and the kits and stuff, um, kind of in our holster, so to speak, and, uh, make sure that, and it's good now, right? Like restaurants, our whole industry have that lever that we can pull, um, in time yeah. now, you know, in March we were just all, we were fucked, you know, yeah. and now like everyone has that ability like from yeah it's it's it's, it's awesome it's, it's yeah. cool to see and I, I really think that there's you know we're, we're not like obviously we are hospitality people we want to serve people in our dining rooms and we want to give that show and that experience but we've got some tools now that we never had before that we're open to that can help us kind of uh add some revenues and, and do some other things besides um just just kind of one revenue stream and i think that ultimately is going to help um, in the long run, uh, for, for all the businesses that are going to stay around. What do you think sticks around after things start to go back to normal? Like things that changed as COVID came in, things changed. What sticks around? I think a focus on takeout and delivery. And I think restaurants having more than just a sit down revenue stream. You know, I think, I think the several small slices of pie is, is going to be necessary for the next couple of years. I hope washing hands sticks around because we never washed our hands before and uh, now we're all washing our hands. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, still, it's just like, I've never oh, you never washed your hands before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I think it's going to be a while too, like you said, the psychology of the, of the, of the diner, just like, you know, it was, I remember when I when it first all happened and I was dropping off food at my mom's place and she came through the door with 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 rubber gloves and a mask on and I said to her I'm like it's gonna be a while for this and like you know I've, I've never expected being greeted by you and like this like this before so that's gonna take a while I think to to reverse I think people there's definitely a large part of the population I mean that that has had illness in the past or compromised immune systems of some sort and, and it's going to be a while until they're comfortable without a doubt so i know what's going to stay for us at dallas but i can't speak for everyone else but uh our reduced capacity like i don't see us going back to full full capacity um you know leading up to the closure um you know adding more seats and doing more people and doing more covers obviously that's that's something that you always want to do yeah but we realize now actually it's it's not always what's best for our, our guests and our business um to to push things to the limit it's good to actually have some space and give people some comfort and you know allow proper time to have things sanitized like properly and i kind of like I, I like that our teams are actually sanitizing high touch surfaces kind of 30 minutes because you know restaurants there's ebbs and flows in business and now I definitely find our people are constantly working and busy. And I would imagine, uh, you know, I, I think the day does go by a little quicker, you know, than, than before, you know, you're, there's, there, there was more idle time, I'd say in a, in a way. Yeah. And uh, we've also learned, I think, to be, uh, people are a lot more efficient now than, than it was leading up to it. Um, when it was just gangbusters busy, there was always a lot of bodies on. And I don't know if, those bodies were always productive. And now because we've had to keep the bubble small and kind of keep things um, in control, um, we've had to 
we've had to kind of take quality over quantity for sure. And that, that for us is not going to go anywhere. And I, I've even noticed kind of going out and around, I haven't had as many interactions with like entry, entry level people. I've had more interactions with owners, right, yeah. managers, uh, people that, you know, they, that, uh, have been there and, and, uh, seeing a lot of, uh, familiar faces kind of back on the front lines. So I think we we're yeah, that's where we're at. Anyways, you know, we're going to try to keep things pretty, uh, pretty not tame, but, uh, control is, a, is probably a good word there. We're going to kind yeah. of try to manage our business better than feast or famine of like crazy busy to like an empty room. It's like, we're going to try to be a little more steady. So whether things are up or down, we're kind of going to try to stay in the middle a little bit. It's, yeah. it's uh, something we've kind of taken away from. Because obviously without COVID, you would have never purposely dropped the amount of seats in your restaurant. No. No. Never. No. No, it's, it's, it's our first choice. <laughs> yeah. So it's wild to hear that like we'll put them six feet apart. It sounds great. Yeah. No, <laughs> it wouldn't have been our first decision. I just think yeah, what I've seen is like people are patient and when we're we're in better control of the room and we're not letting this like surge push us around and we're actually managing um the business levels properly, it's letting our cooks actually cook the bill at a higher level it's allowing our prep and our cuts and everything we do is actually on a higher level right now it's interesting because it's obviously it's it's one of the worst times but if you actually go and eat out right now like you're getting everyone's best shot a little bit too yeah. you know it's uh it's it's small teams it's it's owners that are cooking it's um it's the experience overall like all like we're working harder to put out a better product out of the, the position that we're in. So it's interesting because now actually, you know, to take your girlfriend out and eat out as a deuce, man, you've got, you've got the whole staff serving you. Like I was at Torque the other day with my family and uh, I was like, oh, it's either going to be really busy, which, which uh, it's okay. It's great, obviously for the business or it's going to be dead. And we're going to get to have like a nice, like we got a little fire pit there. And I'm like, we're going to have to have breakfast and on a Sunday in like a medium busy room. And that's, that's what it ended up being. And I remember when we got served breakfast, like all three of the, the people that were there that day, um, they all came out and served us at the same time. And I was like, look at this, like, this is, this is amazing. Like it was, uh, you know, so it's good with the bad man, but it's kind of funny. Like the, the, the service levels right now are through the roof yeah. from, what, from what I can see. Yeah. I've actually noticed that in the times, cause I've been going out, going out a lot more recently everything seems to be on a higher caliber. Mm -hmm. right, like yeah. everyone's, everyone's on the ball for sure. Cause it is, it is more important right now. And speaking about Torque, I saw that you guys got a new patio there. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. The, uh, I mean, it was really nice when we did sign the lease, uh, early days we renegotiated. I grew up in that neighborhood and that was always, it was video stop back in the day. And there was this big, like unkept garden section <clears throat> in the, in front, probably about like 400 square feet. It was actually pretty big. And, so, uh, um, so they, uh, yeah, we asked for, we only had, it was an old Domino's pizza. So I think that it was only 750, 800 square feet. Um, so we knew that we needed more seating and, and it was, uh, we negotiated a patio for out front. Shout out Dan Lee. Yeah. It was up Dan Lee. Yeah. And then, but you know, in the building process, we had glass dividers that probably went up about five feet. And which is great for the wind barrier, but then 
you know, we didn't have any coverage over top and it was, uh, wasn't an oversight because it definitely, it, it would have blocked a lot of the signage. Anyways. Straight up, they didn't want us to do it. They didn't right? want us to do it. And now with COVID, really? they're like, yeah. hey, we need more outdoor dining. And in fact, they're going to let us, um, they're actually going to add on the outside of that patio, uh, common outdoor seating <laughs> for the whole mall. So yeah. this oh. summer, there might be, you know, 50, 60, 70 seats out there for us, Starbucks, Subway, Naughty, Nellie's, or whoever. Yeah. That's amazing, but that makes total sense with that space. It, totally. It, it just, I mean, the shared strata for, uh, square footage is huge. It's and and hands on, honestly, like, they've been, for us anyways, they, they, they've been absolutely amazing yeah, through this yeah. as, as landlords. Um, they've been super supportive, super progressive in the way they think, and... Uh, really great like right from shutdown like i called victoria and susan and they were like we're with you guys like whatever you guys need we we, we have we got you right yeah. so um and even in the thought of the common space it's almost just to give the neighborhood like some outdoor seating to like congregate and meet yeah. um you know I, I still think that there's still having people in your home is a lot different than meeting on kind of common ground right uh, at a restaurant or something like that which actually kind of surprised me with, with what's going on where we're, we're not allowed to kind of be out with anyone except our kind of immediate, you know, bubble. But, uh, yeah, I thought we were kind of a safe place for people to kind of um, <laughs> go out. There's professionals cleaning the table. Everyone's distanced properly. Everyone's masked up. Um, yeah, it seems like restaurants we, have not been a source of spreading. You know, and now we're going to drive people underground. Yeah. And, and that was part yeah. of our that was part of our our fear is that um, you know now that people can't be out in the open uh, doing doing whatever they are going to do on Christmas Day, um, they're going to be doing that on Christmas Day anyways because you can just see from social media the the different uh, perspectives on what people uh, feel about from masks to distance to whatever it is, and so we were kind of like okay well everyone's gonna do whatever they want or whatever it is on Christmas. And then specifically, potentially people that are either from out of town or whatever, like what's the first thing they're going to do on Boxing Day when, you know, it's probably going for breakfast, right? So we were kind of like, you know, uh, I don't think either one of us are like in fear of COVID, so to speak, but we were like, ah, you know what, we've come this far and our, our yeah. people have had to deal with quite a bit. And definitely I've noticed too, like with all the support also comes in like, a demographic during Christmas time of people that are a, a bit transient and they're also a bit um, stressed out, you know, it, it's the holidays. And uh, I, my, I myself have, have witnessed some interactions um, just out and about at other businesses and um, they're, they're, they're not that sweet, <laughs> you know, like they're, they're stressful, man. And, and, and people are just trying to do their jobs. I think sometimes people need to remember that and yeah. like, uh, I was at Slater's the other day. There was a lady in there who refused to put a mask on. And uh, she was giving Jeff the harshest time, like had her camera out. And, and like Jeff was just like, he didn't mandate masks. Like, you think Jeff wants to wear a mask? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. anyway, it's long story short. I was kind of like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be nice to have a break from that a little bit. For yeah. sure. 100%. I mean, it just, for me, like I, I really think about the fact that like if you're if your normal operating level of stress is at like a five or a four, you just tack on like three notches of that. And now you're starting at a seven, and that's yeah. what it seems like. The whole society's just been ramped up three or four notches. Yeah. And now we're all sort of on this higher level where we wouldn't normally 
necessarily get to like the 10 out of 10 as fast before. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, the daily checking stuff is great, but it's also like, we just keep talking about it, you know, it's, uh, yeah. and so it, it does, it does, it's hard for like, you know, we are, we are, we're all growing. We all understand the rules. It's like mountain biking. If I thought about dying every minute of riding, I, I crash, you know? And so it is sometimes kind of, uh, but I don't know anything, right? I, this, this is new to me, but I just kind of sometimes look at the way things are and I, I can't help but feel like, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're obviously trying to do the best we can, but sometimes it's like, if you're just, if you're closing gyms or if you're closing something, like, why do you have to announce it in this big way? Like, why can't you just maybe speak to that industry and support them and figure out trace where the spread, you know, but whatever. What else? Where's where's your favorite where's your favorite place yeah, to mountain bike? What's that? Where's your favorite place to mountain bike, Jason? Mount Halem for me right now, for sure. Okay, because uh, I always see like on the weekend you're always out riding your bikes with or your bike with your family. I ride Heartland quite a bit. Yeah, they, well, the kids are a little more. The family's a little more fair weather. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, Mount Halem's probably one of my favorites in the valley. There, uh, really well built and uh, really well marked, especially for kids. But. The riding on the island here is pretty tough. I'm pretty new to it, so I think that's why it's got me so much right now. It's uh, it's a it's a nice escape when I'm out there. I can't I can't think of anything else, or it's just too dangerous. So it's good. yeah, it's it's Mike, the other the other food guy. Yeah, with Brian, I want him to race you, but he's not going to. Come on, he's scared. Let's go. He's, scared. he's got kids. He doesn't stretch off. He said he said he's retired. For charity. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, but good, he. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, he got into mountain biking a little bit. And one of the guys from work took him, but the guy at work is like, like upper level, like high level guy. And Mike was telling me, telling me about when you get to the top of one of those drops oh, man. and, and like, it's like, it's scary. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've done, I've, I've gone out twice with Jay <clears throat> and it was the first time was that I was, I was pretty, pretty cautious. You're going slow and everything. The second time you get a bit of confidence and I actually flipped his bike. <laughs> and then oh, I'm, no. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, he was over it. Yeah, not for me. It's yeah. definitely like it, I, I see why I, I see the attraction without a doubt. I personally just never been a thrill seeker as much. I've been more, you know, play play music or find find something else. Yeah, the, the, it's definitely uh, it's definitely exhilarating. That's for sure. I will say this though: you want to talk about Slam City? Go to a mountain bike park right now. It is hot. Oh, like, yeah. It's crazy, man. Like. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah. So. Yeah, the skateboard park over in Vic West. Every time I drive by there, it's packed. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. You know yeah. where else is packed? Costco. Okay. <laughs> I haven't been out to Costco in. I haven't been to Costco in a long time. I, yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah. Slam. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have anything upcoming for like when you guys reopen in the new year? Do you have any plans for upcoming stuff? I mean, you've done so much this year. That I don't know what else to be able to do. A big focus is going to be on on the Chinatown nights. Uh, we're, uh, I'm personally, I know Jason is too, quite excited about it. I think we've got a really good. Um, we've tried doing dinners in the past at a lot of our other locations, and it always seems like we're missing a couple of key parts. But this time, with with Brian on the bar, he's uh, he's been a huge factor of like you know it's obviously not just the food. There's the cocktails. There's the ambiance. There's the music. There's all that stuff but i mean he he brings a, a solid solid cocktail game and what's nice about it too is that they're like that 10 minute cocktail that comes within two three minutes you know it's not like a long drawn out 
um, which personally, I, I really like that. I, I like a really well-crafted drink that, you know, it's there's not 30 or 40 steps. There's nothing wrong with that. But for what our delivery and what we're going for, it's just not, it, it lines up really well with what we're doing. Um, so I'm really excited about what uh, Chinatown Nice is going to going to become the new year. And like, it's not some slick contrived thing, man. It's just like a bunch of like young guys, like figuring it out as they go. Like, yeah. you know, Chris Wan literally the other day on his ramen cook, like had David Chang's cookbook, like open beside him while he was like trying to figure it out as he went. And like, we're at a point now it's like, if we taste it and we don't like it, then we nuke it. And if like they, they, they're onto something, then we'll go for it. And it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Like it's super grassroots. Like, um, I don't know. I think Brian and I were saying the other day, like it just kind of gives us that, uh, gives us that juice and that kind of like new energy to the thing again, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's cool. And just trying to keep up, <laughs> you yeah. know, like being in Chinatown now, there's, uh, it's not even like a competition thing, but it's like an inspiration thing. Yeah. You know, like I, I know that while I'm sleeping, Israel is literally grinding corn and it like, makes Oh yeah. He doesn't sleep, dude. Sleep. He doesn't sleep. He's yeah, just he's so. doing his thing. Like he's he's going hard. Oh, and, and, you know, he, so is Tarn. Tarn's going hard yeah. too, right? Yeah. Like God, look at these guys go, right? I got to I got to kind of bring it out of me a little bit here to <laughs> keep up, and I love it. You know, it's uh, it's it's just such good spirited stuff, and it's that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, right? it's a lot of fun. How was Chinatown first received when you guys opened? Uh, for for dinner or for for breakfast? For either. Dinner was actually, you know, we we had, we got a lot of support early early days. Well, it's only been a couple months, so the first couple of weeks, we we definitely had all the friends and family, and we are lucky to have a good team of you know about probably forty ish people on staff now. So we we did have a lot of staff and friends of staff and family came and, and gave a good support for the first couple of weeks, and then um, they, you know, I think just the word of mouth through through them and then through Instagram and you know. It, it's been it's been a pretty good. Um, I, I've been quite surprised actually through through this kind of pandemic and slow time and slow period that we've we've uh, we've been able to build a little bit of stuff. Something that I'm pretty proud of, and I know that we're both proud of it. And I think there's a lot of room to grow left in this. So it's been it's been received well. It's funny though, like uh, like you can't judge it off of like these huge numbers anymore. Yeah, you know, and that's what we kind of used to be like this for and now it's just like how many people are coming through that haven't been through that yeah. actually like every time they're like that thought is amazing and i think about may coming on sunday with her son in tow and just tasting the soup just to like help us out and then someone actually appreciating that and even may came in the other day with jesse and had a bowl and she's like all right you guys kind of you guys kind of got it like that's the kind of stuff right now that i'm like yeah like yeah. chinatown's got that it's just it's in flow, you know, and we're, and just that team down there, like how it got assembled and like Bree and Brian, who uh, pretty much run the nights and, and, and really, you know, are, are, are doing, doing great things down there. They're actually a couple and they couldn't be more polar opposite of each other, you know, and in such a good way, you know, Bree is such a driver of things. And then even MJ, like he's been so laid back and now Chris, some, someone I've known for a long time and I, I actually stalked him while he was like going through chef school and now he's getting an opportunity to like rediscover his own roots and Duskin who we pulled from, from Cook Street. And yeah. It's just been, yeah, Chinatown has really started to just kind of come together really organically um, after us trying to kind of 
you know, we realize now that, you know, breakfast on its own in that room for what it is um, with all the things that are going on, it's just not going to, it's just not going to cut it. It's just not enough. Downtown has, it is empty. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's quiet, man. And, and, um, and also downtown for breakfast is uh, there's, there's a lot of great, great businesses out there that people are already, um, you know, that's a part of their morning routine. And I don't even know, like, I don't want to break that. Like, that's a hard thing to break. Like you try to take like Ross's lineup at Blue Fox, like good luck, man. Like that's not something that we, yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And no. I don't want it to happen. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, like we wouldn't be here without her, you know? So it's kind of yeah. like uh, same with John's place and like all the guys that did it for us. So we're kind of like, for us to be able to kind of like do our breakfast thing and then now kind of like find our own niche. And, and that's something else we, we want to be sensitive to is that um, we don't want to take away too much from like uh, some of the, the, the Chinese, like the, the businesses that are in Chinatown now. So we're, we're hoping to try to not repeat, like I'm not going to try to do what Alex Wallian is doing. I'm going to try to kind of find my own, my own thing a little bit and, uh, and uh, really pay homage to the guys that kind of paved paved the way in Chinatown a bit. I think we do have some plans, uh, hopefully in the new year, to get in touch with some of these local businesses. Because quite frankly, as long as our food is there, like we we're really into this cocktail game right now. Like this program that Brian's put together for us is something that for us is fresh and it's new and it's uh, it'll allow us to actually sell. Like we've never sold booze before, Dallas. Like this is a yeah. new thing for us. So. It's neat because uh, we're going to be able to kind of pour the, that percentage into the food, so the food will actually be a pretty good deal, and then and then the cocktails or whatever, or because of because of the the, the artisan of it, we're going to be able to kind of make a better margin on that, and we're we'll be able to put that back into that bowl. So we're we're not going to have to take any cheats, and we're we're going to be able to use good animals. And yeah, shout out Haas now. Like that ramen the other night that we made was unbelievable, but it was because of the bones they dropped off for us, right? Like. Literally, like every time now, right? Those boys are getting uh, pigs. They're like, "You guys want some bones?" And like giving us the feet and the yeah. nose and like. That's the thing, though. Like, like they don't sleep either. They're going. No, home. those guys don't sleep. You know how clean their facility is. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I, I'm amazed. I was in there the other day. Yeah. Super clean. It's spotless. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And I love the what fact that they have Guillaume there with the cheese at the front. Yeah, yeah. Like Guillaume's doing his thing too. He's got those little pop-ups he was doing with the. Uh, um, the raclette and this we want him to do one at chinatown i just i haven't had time to get in touch with him but i'm gonna get in touch with him in the new year as soon as things open up like it'd be perfect in those pods for him to do his raclette and just sell it 100 100 so and that was the other thing about chinatown right now too is like there's no chef there with some big ego they're all young guys um two of them are papered um or sorry three of them are papered but no one there is like this is my kitchen. I want my name on this, that, or the other. They're a full, they're a unit right now, man. And, and that's why like, it's, it's a good opportunity for us to actually be able to bring in other chefs to teach them. And uh, it would, it would come from a very humble place where we were really looking to share that kitchen and that opportunity and let Brian's coffee, you know, as long as like, we just, we just want to do the cocktails for it. If there's any kind of chefs out there in Victoria that kind of want to do something at night. And we were talking to your buddy Mo last night, from Rap and Roll, they did some crazy, like, yeah. tasting Swan menu. And, yeah, something people just haven't seen, you know? And yeah. we're, we're all for it. Like, um, we're into it, man, big time. And, and our team is into it. You yeah. know, these boys are, like I said, there's not there's not one ego in there, man. Everyone just wants to put out some awesome food and, and, and great drinks. Well, I love the fact you guys are always open to change. 
like you're not just you're not just static if something's not working you're not afraid to like look at it and be like okay this isn't working we're not going to force what we're doing we're going to try and change it try something new because i feel like a lot of people are afraid to try new things but then how are you supposed to evolve yeah yeah it costs a lot of money though yeah yeah well i don't doubt it yeah, it, uh, we definitely took some took some licks in the past couple of years trying too many new things, but um, it, it's it's a fine balance, man. You know, like I, I do, I I look at Mark at Brasserie, and he he's really like honed in his thing. He knows his identity, he's stuck to what he does, and he does it really, really, really well. And it's and yeah, that's that's great too. It's just uh, yeah, for us, it's just not not where we're at, but yeah. both 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 work for sure in this town. And I, I think the guys that are actually sticking to who they are the most actually are seem to, to be getting rewarded the most right now too. So both, both are needed, but uh, yeah, it's great. I'm sort of noticing too, that places that were already established as takeout, they, those places seem to be crushing more than ever. Right. Yeah, like the hives, the hive is the hive just had their best week ever last week or, or the best day ever last week. Is that right? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's so and I think it's because when people aren't going out as much and they, they're thinking of takeout, they're thinking about the places that were already would come to mind as takeout. Yeah. So I feel like for a business to adjust like we did to more of a takeout thing, you know, I mean Benny's are good for takeout. They they eat well. But I mean, you know, some of those uh like you've actually noticed our Chinatown dinner offerings, like Asian food heats up extremely well yeah the next yeah and, and you know i took a dinner home the other night left it in my fridge overnight and it was a you know chow mein fried rice brussels sprouts we heated it up the next day in a pan oil a little water boom came back to life and it was like fucking amazing yeah that chow mein that chow mein is so good oh it's the house char siu too fuck it's really dude good. that char siu from house yes. is like it's crazy so when you go to like Chinese banquets and you go to like weddings and it's like a special event, they don't just do barbecue pork, right? They do like barbecue pork neck meat. They use the neck. And so when we first toured like and talked to them about doing our meat and stuff for Chinatown, when they like sampled us their chashu, I was like, what part of the pig is this? And they're like, we only use the neck meat. I was like, all right, these boys are... And like they just did that on their own, like it just so you know what I mean. And that's when you're kind of like, all right, these guys are these guys are doing something that's 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 different, you know. That's that's uh, next level for sure. And it's it's unbelievable because you look at it, it looks like such a lean piece of meat, but there's a lot of fat. There's, there. a, there's a lot of texture in there, you know. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Did you see they got those Twix bars, the bacon infused Twix bars that they made? Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, did you I see love that? Twix. That's my favorite. Well, yeah, and they're making these Twix bars, and they, they, like, posted it up, and it was gone so quickly. I'm like, dude, why didn't you give me a – why don't you give me a heads up? I need to have this. What, what's in it? What, what do you say is in it? Uh, it's bacon infused. Like, it's a, it's a home <laughs> – yeah, it's a homemade Dallas, Twix are you, bar. Are you, a, are you a stoner, Dallas? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Bacon infused Twix bar. That sounds amazing. Well, they, they got those bacon those bacon uh, tart things, like the butter tarts, but it's got – it's got bacon in it, and those things crush. They fuck. They fuck hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll blow your dick off. Yeah, yeah they're good. Dude, where, Jason, where are you going for dim sum? Which, which, which place are you going to? Oh, man. I'd probably say Don Mee's. I mean, um, you know what? I kind of I kind of go to them all a little bit, I'll be honest. You know, um, I used to go to Golden City a fair amount when uh, Dan Lowe's family owned it. 
Um, I don't go there as much anymore um, as I used to. To be honest, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a huge dim sum guy. Like my my wife and my kids, they love it. Uh, yeah. Johnny's is where they go. Definitely, Jade Fountain is a place. Uh, is a, is is also a place that uh, that that serves good dim sum. I just can't quite get over the the, the urine smell. Uh, <laughs> well, I've always heard people. Is, but maybe that's the mark of a good dim sum place. Yeah, it's like, like kiss alley. And, <laughs> no, but I've always, I've always heard it too. Like used to be there, and you know, I'm just kind of, I don't know how to feel about it, you know. Like, but uh, Don Me still is, uh, you know, for me, it's it's childhood memory stuff, man. My uncle Stephen, who who's the former owner of that, um, you know, every time I go in there, I think about him quite a bit. So I'd say if I if I got to choose one, that that'd probably be the spot that I that I talk about. Yeah, it seems to be everyone either chooses Jade Fountain or Don Me's. It's like yeah, yeah. people are hardcore into one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dominique has that history. I mean, you walk by, it's yeah. got that big, this, the, the neon sign, which I mean, yeah. you see everywhere in places like Japan, like you know. But then when you walk into Chinatown, it's that kind of one, you know, landmark sign. It's pretty cool. So we like yeah. the idea of dim sum, though, and we like the idea yeah. of uh, small plates, and we definitely want to explore more the idea of kind of that idea of like something comes in the middle. There's four of you. There's four portions of it. Everyone yeah. has a bite. You know, like nowhere kind of does dim sum in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like um, dim sum is really just small plates, right? And with with tea or whatever drinks that you have, and it's 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 about eating with people that you love, and um, it's a it's like a regular check in. So the brunch scene in Victoria, in a weird way, it is kind of like that same demographic. It's just uh, just just different food, right? But uh, it's it's the same premise. It's that time of catch up with your family and it's, it's, it's based in tradition. And yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. The, the small plate thing, like talking about nowhere, how everyone gets the same thing at the same time yeah. and you're all biting into it. Now you're like, you're like discussing what you're just experiencing right there. Yeah. On small plates. Have you been to stage yet, Dallas? Uh, you know what? So one of the desserts that I used to love and I haven't had it in so long is the thing at cactus club, the, the chocolate uh, peanut butter bar thing. Have you guys had that? No, no. So, like, maybe we should go to Cactus. It was it was hilarious that it was hilarious that one of my friends he told me about this. So we went to Cactus here. I ordered dinner, then I got two of the desserts. We went, we went back six months later, and I only ordered dessert. I ordered three of these things, and the waitress remembered me because I had ordered two of them the time before. She remembered who I was. It was hilarious. <laughs> but I, I before stage was sold. Um, I found out that they had like their own version of that thing. So I went and had that, but I didn't actually eat dinner. Okay. Uh, I just, I haven't been, but I just look at what those, those guys are doing. And like, it's all one word menus and like, it looks, it's really cool. And like, yeah. it's super nice guys. I just, I just haven't been out that much myself in terms of like doing like a small plate kind of dine out thing. Right. And Tom went there recently. He said it was really good. Yeah, it's on my it's on my list for sure. Yeah, yeah what those yeah. people are doing is really cool. It's very Montreal. Yeah, what they're doing there. Yeah, where where have you guys been eating recently? You know, I've been eating a lot from from Chinatown, like from the from the same. Uh, you know, been putting a lot of kind of time down there for trying to perfect the menu. So, oh, you know where I've been? You know where I've been eating a lot lately? Uh, Bull butchery. Oh yeah, fuck. I know you can't because you're so loyal, Dallas. I get that. No, no, no. I want to. I want to try that burger, dude. Dude, man, like, the bowls, the shawarma bowl. Yeah, man. Um, like 
as you would say, it fucks. Yeah. Like, I'm eating that thing right now, like, two, three times a week. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, what else have I been doing? Abizo. I do Abizo quite a bit for takeout. That's a, that's a, that's an interesting one for me. Like, they never opened up their dining room. They've just been, they've just been pounding takeout. Really? No dining room. They're closed. Oh, well, I guess it is kind of a small space, I guess, right? It is. Yeah, it is. So they, but they, again, like they must be doing great. Like I used to always get a Bezo, like I would, I, I do 50, 50, right? Like I would get a takeout quite often. Um, and, uh, I remember Kirsten and I, like one of our favorite things to do, we'd call it double pickup night. So we'd either hit a Bezo and faux V. Yeah. A Bezo and Cyan Thai. Cyan oh yeah. Cyan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Siam Thai was kind of like one of the first. It was, I think it was the first like Thai place, you know. And uh, yeah, I've been going to Bizo forever. Um, I tried to get into Brasserie the other night, but I couldn't. Yeah. Um, what else have I got? Is the Bizo still that, or, or not a Bizo, but Brasserie? Is it still the same situation where you have to line up for a certain time, or do they change that? Yeah, it's, well, it's no reservation. No reservation, right? Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's. Uh, I'm just hoping to be the Brasserie's waiting room, right? Like, yeah. Go get on the phone, <laughs> go in there, put your name on the list, come to Chinatown, have a cocktail, and then and, have a small and shoot, shoot, yeah, yeah. shoot back over to Brasserie for your steak treats and your French onion soup, end dog salad, or whatnot. So if you're going out for a steak, is it Brasserie where you're going? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, I don't eat steak when I go over here. No, I eat steak at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never eat steak yeah, anywhere, but people ask eat. me. I do love the keg. I'll be honest. You know, if I'm getting a, getting a steak, I I do love the keg. I have the street. I mean, we're, we we go see Jeff from Slater's quite often. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. Pick Which, Northern thank Gold you for Coast telling Coast. me, Jason, about Willow's Pizza, because you were the first one to ever mention that place to me. What's what? that? How is Willow's. That? Willow's. Yeah, man. That place I, is great. I haven't been in probably just like right now, but yeah. How is it? Oh, it, it's, it's incredible. And I... I so... The owner there, I forget his name, but he's such a humble guy and he does so many good things for the community and he doesn't want anyone to know about it. Like he legitimately doesn't, he's told me things and he's like, don't repeat this. Yeah, he's, but a, it's like, yeah, he's, he's, he's a character, man. He's a oh character. yeah, but he's awesome. Like he's, he's doing amazing stuff, but he doesn't want anyone to know about it. He's like, I'm already busy enough. I don't want more customers. Yeah, well, he actually, uh, going back to your pizza review thing, he actually is one of the few places in town that uses Saputo cheese. Yes, I think yeah. you might be like the one of the only places they can get that cheese because of that subsidy. What's that? Well, the, whatever that government program is that that allows them to get that cheese, it's like oh, nobody's in, nobody's in whatever cheese subsidy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know where else I've been getting great pizza, and I've actually because I'm I'm all the way out here in Gordon Head, and uh, it's been a staple here in this neighborhood for a long time. Is uh, Hot House? Oh yeah, I, like I love Hot House because. It's not greasy. No, it's you know? not. I love, I love, I love greasy pizza too. But I don't know, man. Sometimes yeah. it's just a little too greasy for me. So, and they've got a great deal. I think it's like Sunday to Thursday. It's like you get a large for like seventeen bucks. Yeah, cheap, 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 like cheap, 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 cheap. Like, it's unbelievable. Have you had a uh, Sukjai? Sukjai Thai. The one is that the one on Fourth Street? Yeah, they got. I did go there once. These little cups. This little appetizer, and you get these little like it's like almost like a sweet cone cup, and you put this meat filling in and a little sauce on it. Fuck. So I've I've had it. I've had I think that same thing at uh, at Sabai. 
Oh, it's called, okay. they, call yeah. it, they call it golden cups. It's a little yeah, yeah, it's yeah. chicken and corn and stuff, yeah. and you put a sweet sauce over it. Oh, man. So good. It's so, killer. We should actually do a thing like that at Chinatown. It's pretty delicious. On the pizza tip, though, I think I might have mentioned this before, but I got motive. So I watched the One Bite reviews with Dave Portnoy. Oh, yeah. I had it. Like oh, the One yeah. Bite pizza yeah. with, like, the One Bite, everyone knows the rules. And he always, he loves pizzas that have, like, are red on the top. He what? He loves pizzas that are, like, red. Like, the top of the pizza's red. Right. And I didn't know what that was. So I got Mo, he, he made the pizza three days before they closed down. And it was the best pizza I've ever had in my life. And it had the pasta sauce on the top. So, so it was... Top of the cheese? Yes. Pepperoni cheese sauce. It was the oh, best pizza weird. I've ever had with one topping. Normally, I, I load it on. You would never do that in this case because it, it didn't need it. Like you got the, the the tang and the sweet from the sauce, then you're in the texture of the cheese and pepperoni, and then his his crust is really soft. It, it it like literally my eyes just opened, and he had a bite at the same time. We were both like blown away. We didn't know what was going on. Wow. I so I, I was sad. When, when I had pizza in New York, like New York pizza for me, I eat, you can't top it. <laughs> it's Matt so He's putting them down 500k, man. He's doing is he doing it? Fund in New York. Yes. Yeah. He's doing it. He's putting his money up where that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Again, you know, I, I look at what's going on down south, man, and I I can't imagine to, you know being shut down like that, no subsidies, nothing, but you're not allowed to operate. Yeah, I mean, uh, so sitting here right now, I. Yeah, things could always be, but things can always be better. Like you ask us in the hospitality, that's how are things going? Like they can always be better. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. we're never going to be happy with what we have. But this year, I think more than any, I think that's why we chose to close is that uh, we're feeling extremely grateful. And we're, we're so grateful how our team has really adapted and not only like adapted for us, but like they've helped us adapt. You know, they, they, they've led the way and like, hey, we should do this. We should do that. Let's let's do this. I think we could do this better. And like, everyone's been, been amazing. Like, yeah, they, they haven't missed a beat. No one's taken any time off because we're closed two days of the week. So everyone yeah. gets the same, they have to work the same five days. So there's no coverage right now. You know, we've kept our bubble really small, as small as we can. So no one's missed a beat. And that's why I was kind of like, just, just even thinking about, uh, we've got a, we've got a new baby right now in the, in the family, in the village family, uh, Maggie May, shout out Maggie May. And, just thinking about her first Christmas, we were like, you know what? Let's have one at home, you know, and it's going to be, it's going to be really great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I just, I don't know. This has been incredible guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I thought this was going to be like a five or well, not five, but maybe like 15, 20 minutes. And like, we basically just did a full episode of Vic food stories inadvertently. So what, what's all this? I've been seeing a lot of hearts in the bottom corner. What is that? I'm not, I'm not in They're for Dallas, man. Are they for Dallas? <laughs> That might be my girlfriend doing that, but uh, <laughs> the uh, I think I think people can like the live stream or something, and it'll it'll pop up some hearts when people do that. Oh gosh, yeah, we have that. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to to, to cover? No, really, no. I mean, if if, if anyone's interested in uh, turkey pho, we'd love to. Uh, if you go to ChinatownVillage.ca, it's a uh, it's honestly it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good batch. We're we're looking forward to. It. I've never never tasted turkey pho before, so. Looking forward to that, so you can go on there and, and order your kit uh, for for uh, Christmas Eve. So that's one thing that I would uh, put on the radar if anyone's looking for a little untraditional uh, Christmas Eve 
dinner. And so that still hasn't got the May approval yet, though? Uh, no, but she's coming in on the 22nd. Okay. She's, uh, we're finishing that off with her, which gives, uh, yeah, it gives us a day to kind of make sure that it is. It's a bit of a gamble to buy it now, but, you know, It'll be. there's not a lot of exciting stuff going on. Let's roll the dice here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for people that don't know the situation with the pho, maybe explain that whole thing with May coming in and trying it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, so we did a pop-up, when was that, 2018? Yeah, I mean the short the short version is is that May's family, the Fung family, like their pho recipe is sacred. And in town, like in the Vietnamese community, there's like a gathering of like uh, there's a gathering of Vietnamese people, and it's like a potluck type thing. Mama Fung is the one that makes the pho. Someone else makes the spring rolls, whatever. She's the pho person, right? So her recipe is heralded by the Vietnamese community as like the one. And um, made it a pop up uh, with us. Uh, they were there for four months. Yeah, residency. Yeah, um, that was the rickshaw, right? Huh? That was rig the rickshaw. The rickshaw. Yeah, yeah. rickshaw. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we're just good friends. Like uh, we're, you know, she's 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 like she's a sister to us, and we're 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 really tight. And um, you know, just looking for that edge to try to kind of get things going. And she came and helped us and we had to we really had we had to sit down with her mom and, and, and let her know that we weren't gonna bastardize the recipe or like to divert from any of the ingredients and she wanted to know like where the chickens were coming from to like you know <laughs> it was it was an arduous process. It was uh, it was a lot tougher than applying for serve. Uh, but uh, <laughs> like it was pretty like and it's pretty full on and even to this day like we've we've said to me we're like hey you know like I think we can do this but she's like no she's like I gotta come taste it otherwise Mama Fung's not gonna let you sell it, and because yeah. we just felt we just feel bad sometimes. Like she's very busy, and like I said, you know, between hockey and her work, and like come on a Sunday to taste the soup. But she's been doing it every Sunday, and uh, we've been passing the flying colors, I think. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, she, it's uh, it's honestly it's chicken soup, like soul stuff, you know, for sure. And so is it a little bit sweet? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Daikon, uh, Daikon has sweetness, and uh, it's definitely more on the edge. I'd say it's almost close. I think that's why you like it so much, Dallas, because your sweet tooth. Like, it's almost more on the sweet end than the fish saucy, salty, savory end, you know? Yeah. Um, and even after you eat it, like, at the restaurant, like, I find, like, my clothes aren't, like, you know, just, just, just pungent of, like, only fish sauce, yeah. because I think, like... Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't want to talk about it with any, any, anyone or anything, but, uh, it's just kind of, yeah, the traditional pho, it's, it's, it's just a lot of fish sauce, a lot of salt. A lot of salt. And this, and, this, uh, this you feel clean, you don't feel yeah. bloated, you don't feel, you know, it's a really nice Well, all, all that stuff, we had that lunch when I came in that day. Like, yeah. I ate a lot, and I didn't feel gross afterwards at all. Yeah. 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 Like, we not got, at all. Uh, we're getting, we're getting, like, uh, some pork meat from Hoss. Is it Hoss or Hoss? Hoss? Dallas, can you clear this up for us, please? English House. is the second language for me. Uh, House. House? House. Okay. We're getting this, the, the, basically, like, a dumpling meat from them, and it's a, uh, you add that to the pho, and it's delicious. So we got these little, little, little dumplings, and put that into it. It's a nice little add-on. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great bowl. It's a really, really good bowl. I mean, I eat it all the time. I love the fact you guys are working with them, too. Yeah. Yes, like I, I love it when the people that I like know really well and I really respect get together and start doing stuff. Yeah, 
and I think that's that's it. Like, um, yeah, you connected and we we ran with it, you know. So it's kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, it's awesome, man. Like what what you continue to do for us and what you continue to do for the community is, um, I don't know, Dallas. Like we gotta get you paid at some point here, man. You can't be, you can't keep working for free here. Yeah. No, no, no payments, please. This is payment enough to be able to sit down and like talk with you guys and share this with others. That's enough. That's sweet. That's more than it. enough. That's awesome, man. Thank you. I mean, I and like my my regular job, like I got given a bunch of stuff today, and I'm actually excited to get into this thing, which is full epi uh, white chocolate bark. Oh, oh yeah. So like I I got I got my money taken care of, and I'm getting treats from it, and this is outside <laughs> of the food stuff, so I'm I'm good. Sweet man. And if well, anybody, I, I will say too, if anybody has any questions, uh, feel free to type them down below because I haven't been looking at what people are saying down at the bottom there. It looks like Will was in here. Oh, Chef Willie. Yeah, Chef Chef Will was in here. How yeah. Yeah, I got some other stuff too. I got a bunch of chocolates, like a whole mess load of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm not trying to get diabetes though, so I got to chill out. Someone gave me this. Somebody gave me this ornament. It's like a little tiny mask. Oh, that's cute. Which is hilarious. Well, she said it's for the. I don't have an elf on the shelf, but she said you could be on the elf on the shelf. Fit your nose. Yeah. No, my my head's too big, dude. That won't even fit my my nostrils. <laughs> what, what size? What size hat do you wear? Eight and a half. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's not it's it's not cool. Like try and find or an eight and a quarter will maybe fit sometimes. So when you, like, so, the uh, the one with the like adjustable back, what do you, do you leave it open? I got a buddy's dad that leaves it open. <laughs> no, it, it, like it'll be up to here. My head's tall. It'll be up to here. Right. <laughs> but like, you know, FlexFit. What's that? FlexFit, the company FlexFit. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's one place in the states called Big Head Caps, and they make a size four and five XL. And that's the hats I have to import from like Massachusetts. Those fit. <laughs> I've spent so much money on hats trying to get something that fits. It's insane. So we're gonna we're gonna make you a hat, man. Yeah, yeah, we got. You. Oh my god, I would yeah. I would lose my mind because honestly, I think if hats fit me, I would be collecting like restaurant hats like crazy if I could. Right. But it's, but now I'm like I'm I'm all about the t-shirts. So yeah. I've gotten like 25 t-shirts now over the this year from different places around town. So I'm growing that collection. I saw you wearing the uh, Pollo Hermanos. Um, yeah, that, uh, that's a that's a great shirt. Yeah, that one's dope. Yeah, so we got one here. What do you, what yeah. are you planning to make for Christmas dinner? What's going on in Christmas? What's that? Sorry, we got a question here about what are you planning to make for Christmas dinner? And uh, well, I'm I'm fortunately have Village Express making my dinner. Mm. Uh, Village VillageX.ca. Uh, unfortunately, it's sold out now, but uh, we're. We got a nice, we got nice local birds from Ireland Farms through our buddy Jeff at Slater's. He's been very, very nice to give us some of his quota because uh, he usually sells out of turkeys pretty quick, but he puts some aside for us to give us uh, help us out. Um, Nate's doing the stuffing. Uh, they're doing a bunch of different sides from kind of just a collection of different family recipes and stuff. Uh, I think there's a like, um, there's like a sweet potato bake. I want to say there's Brussels sprouts with red barn bacon, of course. Um, we're doing whipped potatoes instead of mashed potatoes. Um, oh, yeah. So, like, we definitely kind of, like, threw the dinner together. We posted it online. We sold it. And then we cut it off early so we could actually, like, 
go a bit nowhere with it, you know, like, and actually like do, do some personal touches on there and kind of make it a more, bit more homey, like less is more for us instead yeah. of like a big quantity. I think when we did Easter, we did like 50 of them. Yeah. And it was just mental. Like we didn't have place to put turkeys. It was crazy. Really was too much. And I think, uh, I think we've done, we're going to do about 25 homes for Christmas. So that'll be Christmas dinner. Definitely going to do, I've got, I've got a really nice six bone prime rib for uh, Christmas Eve dinner. Um, yeah. that I'm going to do and then probably freeze up that prime rib for the rest of the time and put it in my turkey foe, you know, oh, so yeah. there, you know? dude that reminds me at Willow's Pizza he will do a prime rib pizza with prime rib from Slater's oh that's a good touch did so, you know about that yeah that, that's you know good. something about Slater's that I think people sleep on a bit is so like Jeff has this contact and like uh, I think it's northern bc it's like border alberta and the product is it's it's triple a but it's it's a company called northern gold there's something about that beef man it's just it for me i want to support island beef but there's just the flavor man it's unbelievable the marbling is so consistent the color of the beef is so red so we we have a rule like in our house now like we just eat less beef and just higher quality from Jeff. Like it's a no brainer and he's super smart. Like he always buys stuff. He kind of, he kind of plays the market a little bit. So his prices always like they're higher than what you would pay for to go buy steak at Costco, but they stay kind of the same, no matter what the market kind of does. And if you eat his steak, if you eat his beef versus say like, uh, what they're, what you get at Kirkland. Yeah. It's triple A and it's tender but it doesn't have the same beef flavor. Like with this stuff, like I actually enjoy eating the gristle. So like when I cut up a strip loin steak, I'll like save all the, like the chewy, like not chewy, but like the, the cartilage and the fat and stuff. And like, I'll eat that, like chop it up and put it on my rice or whatever while my kids eat like the best part of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny, like, like it's delicious, you know, it's amazing. So well, we were, uh, we were trimming up some, some, uh, whole strip loins and I never had this piece. So I don't know if you've had it Dallas. It's called the chain. It was along the back part of the strip. It, I guess it's like, it, it, it's almost where it attaches to the river. I think yeah. I'm not sure exactly what part, but it's just, it looks like the garbage meat. Like if you didn't know what you were doing, you'd just slice it off and you'd throw it away. But uh, Jay's like, oh yeah, no, throw this on your barbecue, try it out and grilled it up. And there's so much fat in it that just seeps into this tender part of the meat. Oh man, it is yeah. like, Every bite is like a mini tenderloin and it with more fat. It was <laughs> I actually, when I trim the steak now, I leave it on. I don't even take it off anymore. So each steak has like that one little like pearl, like it's yeah, yeah. But his beef is uh and he went full northern gold, like he used to source from like three different guys, but he was like, screw it, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna charge a little more and just and just keep this one product in house now and He's sweet, man. Like, yeah, having a having a buddy that's a butcher like him, you're 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 way ahead of the game. It's so it's sweet. It's amazing when you do get good meat because I was in Cook Street Village because um, I live by there. Meat dog. Yeah, I was I was over and saw Meat Dog, and and he wasn't there, but I got some of his beef, like some ground beef. Yeah. And I'm like, and if if you ever do go there for anyone watching, make sure you get the bag because you get ten percent off. If you have that bag, but um, yeah, like when you when you buy good quality meat then you can taste the difference. It's like, it was very apparent. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Sometimes if you get the cheap ground meat, you get those little bits in it that, you know, you chew, you know, it's hard. 
And, and if you get his, his stuff is great. He's, it's all organic, I think, too, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would. The thing with his shop that I really like is the rotisserie chickens. Oh yeah, those are like the ones in the bag. Because with his, I've actually, um, I've never had the case where you open the bag, you pull the thing out, and like half the chicken is just laying on the bottom of the bag because it all fell off the bone. Falls apart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's really, good, really good value. I think it's like nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine for a yeah. I don't know frozen chicken. I mean, that's that's a couple of meals for sure. Yeah, or or you can do what I do and just eat it all at once and feel gross after. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, how excited are you to have Root Cellar coming down to you soon? Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah. I can't I, wait for that. I, I mean, I, I did feel bad about Oxford because Oxford's been there for so long. Yeah. Man, um, but, the guys that own Oxford are renting it to Root Cellar. Don't feel bad for them. Oh, are they? Fine. They didn't go out of business, man. They, they own the they building. Just, they just oh. Yeah. <laughs> They're sitting at home now collecting a nice lease that Daisy and Adam are going to work to pay them. Okay. Like, don't feel bad for them. Don't worry, okay. they're fine. <laughs> okay, good. I'm excited. To, well, no, I'm super excited to have the root cellar right there. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good changing of the guard, man. And uh, I think Cook Street could definitely use their energy. Like they, yeah. they, the work that they do is, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're, we can, we are excited to have them. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, I've only ever met Daisy. I haven't met her husband, but uh, Daisy's always been super nice every time I met her. Yeah, Adam's. A, He's a beauty fisherman. He's 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 great, man. He's uh yeah, he's he's quiet for sure, but he's definitely like really nice guy, man. They're 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 awesome. They're doing a great job. Yeah, it's just like, incredible when you go to the root cellar and see how it used to be and what it's grown to now. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just it, it's crazy. Yeah. I love yeah, when they get the, uh, the the purple yams there or the purple sweet potatoes. They don't, they haven't had them for a while, but for some reason I've never had these things before and I love them. Have you ever had their green sauce? Yeah, so the the green sauce I used to be like addicted to, and I had to get off because I was spending too much money. <laughs> you started, like, yeah. <laughs> like it used to be, it used to be. <laughs> Do you remember the? Uh, they used to have it in a cooler when you were sort of walking up to the till. There was like a specific cooler where you'd open the door and get it. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Because it used to be, it used to be cheaper, and I could afford just to like because I go crazy. I would buy like two big, big things of it. But, uh, yeah, I got to tame myself with that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. I haven't tried the mean sauce because they got the mean sauce now, too. The mean sauce. Yeah, I haven't had that one. Is it like a smoky chipotle sort of thing? It's, it's yeah, it, it's something else. I guess it's hotter. I don't know. Right. One of the sauces that I do love that's made up in Mill Bay uh, is called uh, Yeshi. Have you guys ever had Yeshi? No. I it's, have. I have. I think I have. Yeah. The, the smoky chipotle of that is my favorite sauce that I've ever had. Yeah, it's uh, it's something where anyone can eat that because it's like it's it's celiac friendly, it's vegan, it's pretty much good to go for anybody. There you go. Awesome guys. Well, this. So we're gonna see you Saturday night. Yeah. I'll be there on Saturday. Yes. This has been incredible, guys. I really appreciate the time. No, we appreciate you, man. Yeah. I, I, you promise me you're gonna run the food and the drink menu on Saturday. Yeah. Don't drive. Don't drive, Dallas. Don't drive. No, no, no. I can walk. It's all good. I'll, I can drive you home. I want, I want to see how <laughs> you'll, you'll have a good time. I'm going to take a page from our buddies, a pig and the lady there, who have hugely inspired us in like what we've done with Chinatown and um, in like pig and lady and a lot of there. And every time we go to their restaurant, like they crush us with food yeah. and, and booze. So we're, we're going to, we're going to do that to you. Merry Christmas, buddy. But, awesome. Uh, Thank you. Wear some sweatpants. Yeah. Okay, I will do.
Thank you, guys. I know, I know Natalie's really excited about it. She's excited to come down. Awesome. Tell her to wear, yeah, wear sweatpants, man. We're going <laughs> yeah, to roll you out of there. Wear sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, but, okay. I'll get ready. I'm going to prime for my, like, my, my three or four pound capabilities. Do it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I'm not quite in shape for that anymore, like that six-pound bowl of fall that I did. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, I'm looking forward to it, guys. Thank you so okay. much for your time. All right, buddy. Good to see you. Guys. Up. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. Cheers. Peace. Bye.